0: Basically, for as long as I can remember, I've been deeply concerned with finding meaning in the world. I was that kid that was always asking why to everything, why are you doing that? Why do you think that? Why is this system the way it is? It doesn't seem to make sense. And even today, the why of everything is extremely important to me. It's basically the thing that consumes a lot of my thoughts. When I was younger, I think I just assumed that the meaning would arrive at some point, as in, of course it's out there, I just need to find it. Or maybe I just needed to wait for it to find me. There's many people in the world that just seem to be completely content living in the moment. They're not really worried about the deeper meaning. And then there's those of us that like to stand right on the edge of that cliff, trying to see into the abyss. And this process is maybe kind of fun as long as you don't slip. But here's the thing, falling into an existential crisis isn't just about getting lost in a sea of questions, although that's part of it. It's about emerging on the other side with a renewed understanding of life. I think a lot of people see an existential crisis, this process, as a very negative thing. You know, if somebody's going through an existential crisis, it's almost, it's almost seem like they're sick or there's something wrong with them or like a, some kind of cautionary tale. But I don't really think it is a bad thing. I personally think it is the path to wisdom. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, join me as I explore this topic The first part will be about defining an existential crisis. The second part will be all about trying to chart a path through it so that you can actually come out on the other side. Let's dive into the beautiful, yet often challenging world of existential exploration. So I've been a bit stressed out all week trying to prepare for this video. I think the thing is, is I don't wanna present a problem unless I have a good solution. In this video, I'm going to kind of present this problem and I'm gonna talk a little bit about how I have worked through some of this stuff. You know, am I out of the existential crisis entirely? I I don't think I really am, but I do think I'm on a path and there is a destination that I wanna get to. Another thing I kinda wanna mention is I think culture looks down upon an existential crisis, or this, in, this period of intense questioning. It's almost like this emotional and intellectual upheaval. You must look down on it, like there's a person who's kind of gone off the rails. But I actually don't think that way. I actually think it's a positive thing to question your core beliefs, your core values, because if you don't do that, you can never update them. You can never uh, progress and grow. And it's kind of my thought that once in a while we need to go all the way down to our foundations, right? And what is our foundations? It's our beliefs, our values. It's like everything else rests upon that. And it's almost like an existential crisis is ripping apart your foundation and then rebuilding it. And then you slowly rebuild yourself on top of these new foundations. And this process is extremely stressful. You know, it can bring a lot of, you know, things along for the ride, like a lot of anxiety and depression, and people don't know what they're doing. It's like your brain almost kind of freaks out. But the reality is there is light at the end of the tunnel. And if you go through this process with a clear head and kind of almost embrace it, I think you can come out on the other side with a lot more wisdom and kind of just feeling a lot more solid about yourself, your identity, who you are you know, what your values are, what your beliefs are. And I I almost wonder if every wise person has gone through this process. So first things first, I wanna try to define what an existential crisis even is. I'm gonna give you seven things. And just as an experiment, you know, how many of these boxes do you tick? So also, these are kinda my own criteria. These are the things that define what I have gone through. So the first thing would be a deep questioning of life's meaning. You know, What's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of my life? What's my purpose? Is there any point to any of this? So you know, these are the kinds of questions, and they're, they're very intense. So this isn't just like a lighthearted thing. This is, this is like a rabbit hole that you get stuck in, um, this, this meaning question. So the second thing would be almost like a deep awareness of your own mortality to the point that it brings about a bit of despair as you realize maybe you're getting older. You know, you're know, you not a kid anymore. It's this feeling like I've used up a lot of my time. I have a little bit of time left. What am I doing with that time? I gotta figure this out while I still have time. And for me, it's, it's almost a type of despair that comes over me as I realize that I'm going to die and most likely enough time will go by, nobody will remember me am I okay with that? I think a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to either not think about that or almost prevent their death. You know, so like in in a religious example is the afterlife. It's like if you believe you have eternal life after you die, well, it's almost like, wow, you get a free pass from this this question. You don't have to worry. Um, You know, legacy is like almost like a secular version of the afterlife, I've, I've started to think. It's like, even though you're gonna die, you're gonna leave this thing behind. So, you know, there's, there's a piece of you that will live on. And I think that makes people feel comfortable. So the third thing is a sense of isolation. Like, it's just feeling like you're all by yourself, no one understands you, maybe no one else has gone through this process. And so like a lot of people that are stuck in that existential crisis, they might almost like retreat inside themselves and become quite reclusive, just because they feel like when they talk about it, you know, it's not received well. It's received as pessimistic very often. And, you know, people, people like good times. They don't like that dark, moody person, right, who's always talking about, you know, existential dread. So the fourth thing is it's a sense of doubt. It's doubting your existing beliefs, your existing values. You're questioning all those things. It's like going down to the foundation and almost chipping at it right? It's a dangerous thing to chip at a foundation. You know, like a building rests on that foundation. If you rip that foundation out, the building will fall over. It's almost like that's what, what this is. You begin to question your foundation, and it's if if you do that enough, and you start to actually break that foundation apart, it's you, everything you've built on top of that foundation has no choice but to fall. So number five is... It's almost like a confrontation of your personal freedom and responsibility. On one hand, you realize how much freedom you really have. Maybe up till now, you've been told certain things. You've been taught certain beliefs. You've been almost handed a foundation. And now you're reevaluating it all. And you realize all the different directions you can go. It's, It's a freeing thought to know you can choose your own path. But on the other hand, it's extremely stressful because you know, at least for me, it's like, I got to figure this out. Like, I got to figure out what path I'm even on. I can't just be, you know, wallowing around not knowing what I'm doing, which is, I think what an existential crisis is. You get this feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. What is the point of all of this? Is everything that I've believed my whole life a lie? Are these values that I have, do they even make sense? So I think as you come out of an existential crisis, hopefully you will see that as a type of freedom, right? But I think in the moment, it's, it's not that. It's, it's overwhelming, is what it is. So number six would be, along with all of these things, there's emotional distress. Um, so that's anxiety, depression, and it kind of just comes on you like a blanket, and it's really hard to escape that. So anxiety, depression, it's a popular topic in our society today, a lot of people seem to be depressed. I think existential crisis can be a catalyst for sure for depression and anxiety. So number seven is kind of the the end of the road for all these things, you know, maybe your foundation, you've ripped that apart, your building has fallen over and now you're looking for this way out and it's this search for authenticity. And you notice the lack of authenticity in everything else, in all of the other systems that are running our societies and cultures. You wanna be authentic to your true self, to your own values, and you want it all to make sense. I think a lot of things in life are like a pendulum. And I think, unfortunately, this particular thing, this search for authenticity, it's almost like in the pendulum, when you swing to one side, it can almost come out as this rebellion. It's a rejection of societal norms, of cultural expectations. It's almost like you can go to the other side and you can begin to fight it. And for me, I have definitely been through that. I think the first part of my life, I was such a people pleaser. I sort of did what people wanted. I didn't want to stick out. And then, you know, it's funny, like the last five, six years, I've spent a good amount of time almost rebelling against a lot of the cultural norms, a lot of the expectations that are upon me. I wanna break that down, I wanna break it apart. And so, you know, maybe that's good for a time in this search for authenticity phase, but I think eventually you have to allow that pendulum to swing back and you have to find that peace again. To summarize all that, an existential crisis is a complete emotional, intellectual upheaval of your life and it is extremely intense So I think the important thing about an existential crisis is it has to be seen as a process. You're moving from this almost naive state through this questioning into this hopefully somehow better state. And I've been thinking about it all week and I kinda came up with these four stages of what can happen as you move through this process. So that is the end of part one. If you'd like to hear more, check out part two, which is gonna be the four stages of an existential crisis and how to navigate through that process.